You are listening to America's Healthcare Challenge on News Talk 1290, News Talk 1290KOIL.com, and the News Talk 1290 mobile app. Once again, here's Sean McGuire. Welcome back to America's Healthcare Challenge here on News Talk 1290 Coil. I'm not Sean McGuire. I'm Alan Hager, and I'm usually in the co-host chair today, but today I'm in the hot seat sitting in for Sean because he's out traveling this wonderful country on a July 4th weekend. And before the break, I was telling you that we were going to talk about risk corridor payments and lawsuits brought up by the insurance companies because the federal government isn't paying them what they <laughs> were told they were going to be paid for these things. Now, here's the thing. What is a risk corridor by the insurance companies? So, there are three R's. There's risk adjustment, reinsurance, and risk corridor. They're known as the three R's. Risk adjustment is a process that deters insurance plans from trying to attract healthy enrollees and protects companies that attract sicker than average customers. Reinsurance is a technique for making sure that health plans are protected against really bad luck in the form of relatively rare customers who experience truly catastrophic illness that result in huge expenditures. And risk corridors, which is what we're going to be talking about, is the most complicated of the three R's. And so I'm going to give my best attempt at explaining this because it is very complex. But far from costing the taxpayers any money, the CBO projected that the program of risk corridors could actually make the Treasury a tidy $8 billion profit. To prevent uh, companies from losing money by setting higher than necessary premiums. They created this program, which would collect money from plans sold in a new marketplace with unexpectedly high gains and redistribute them to plans with unexpectedly high losses. So if plans made up to 3% more than expected, they could keep the gains or eat the losses. However, if they made or lost 3 to 8% more than predicted, they could give up to 50% of the winnings or are compensated for 50% of their shortfalls above 3%. If losses or gains exceed 8%, the insurers give back up to 80% of the gains or losses exceeding 8% of the predicted amount. If the government collects more from the winners than it has to pay out to losers, it keeps the balance. You think that's clear as mud? on <laughs> risk corridors. I don't know that anybody but maybe Sean McGuire and a couple other people understand the whole concept of risk corridors. And I'm sure Sean will have the ability to weigh in on that. But why are we talking about risk corridors? Well, on October 1st of 2014, CMS issued their first official report for the risk corridor payout program. And many insurance wonks are freaked out because of what it, what it did. Issuers will pay $362 million in risk corridor charges and have submitted almost $2 billion, closer to three actually, in risk corridor payments for 2014. At that time, assuming full collections of risk corridor charges, this would result in a rate of 12.6%. In other words, 
The insurance companies that were deemed losers are owed about $2.6 billion for 2014 losses, but there's only $360 million available to pay them, or about 12.6 cents on the dollar. So there's, what, what is that, 87 cents that they're not going to get paid on these losses? <laughs> so it sounds like, to me, this was completely mishandled from the very start at, by CMS, by HHS, and how they determine this crap. So with that being said, what are insurance companies now doing? What do you think, Matt? What are what do they think they're doing? I would I would try and opt out. Well, is, is that an option? There are some who have decided to opt out of the exchange program. But Health Republic, Moda Health, Blue Cross Blue Shield of North Carolina and other insurance companies, they've decided to file lawsuits because they weren't getting what they uh deemed necessary in the show. You know, when you look at uh, Blue Clash Blue Shield of Nebraska, the federal government, according to BCBS NC, is saying they underpaid them by about $130 million in 2014 on these risk corridor payments. They're also asking for full assurances that they are fully paid in 2015 and 2016. The federal government's been asking to throw these lawsuits out. They haven't heard of them yet. Why is this important? Well, Congress, when it was taken over by Republicans, changed also changed the way risk corridor payments were made. And so did Congress, by changing the laws regarding risk, pay, risk corridor payments, also short the system so that Health and Human Services and CMS couldn't make a full payment? We don't know the answer to that. That's another interesting part of this whole conversation. And that's why we're here. If you want to jump into the conversation, it's 402-342-1290 or 800-577-1290. So BCBS North Carolina sued the, is suing the federal government for $130 million. Health Republic is filing a motion in the U.S. Court of Federal Claims in Washington, D.C. because they didn't receive enough money in health corridor payments. And they're owed $20 million under this program. And Moda Health, based out of Portland, Oregon, is saying that they were counting on $180 million that the government shorted them. Two weeks ago, Highmark Inc. of Pittsburgh filed a similar suit seeking $233 million in unpaid risk corridor money. So we're looking at probably about a oh, couple billion dollars here between five or six different insurance companies that they're filing motions and lawsuits for on uh, risk corridor payments. So that's going to be very interesting to talk about with Sean to see what he has to say on this. You know, Moda's chief executive said, if it knew the federal government was going to renege on its obligations, 
they would have never jumped so aggressively into the new markets created by the Affordable Care Act if it knew the federal government was going to renege. Moda's parent company was forced this spring to sell off assets and borrow additional funds in order to replenish its depleted capital reserves. The Department of Consumer and Business Services took Moda into supervision in January, and Moda stayed being put off into receivership only after raising more than $165 million this spring. So it looked like Moda was about to go bankrupt. We got Smitty online, too. What's going on out there, Smitty? What do you got? I, I guess I'm, I'm just a guy that represents the guy who's just really going down the road and listen to this, and I'm saying to myself, how is it that big business, uh, big group, HHS, insurance, uh, Social Security, Blue Cross, which is, these guys, they can take a thing like, like being sold a bill of goods, not getting what you paid for, not getting what was agreed upon, and then they can turn it into a suit. And you and I driving down the road just got to put up with this bull. <laughs> You're exactly right on that. And I'm not laughing at you. I'm laughing with you because let's be frank. Congress abdicated its authority when they created this crazy law. And at the end of the day, Smitty, they left it to the Health and Human Services Secretary to negotiate all these crazy deals with the insurance company, the pharmaceutical company, the hospitals, on and on down the line. In the law, it said the Secretary of Health and Human Services shall do the following. And that was all the way throughout the 2,300 pages. So I would I, Congress abdicated its authority in lawmaking and gave it to the executive branch in this. Because remember, remember that Nancy Pelosi made the comment, we're going to have to pass the bill to see what's in it because they didn't know what was in it. I'm going to have to hop out my last car. I'll tell you what. Well, but I, you know, it's ridiculous that, you know, I mean, if you like your insurance, keep your insurance. If you like your doctor, keep your doctor. I was sold a bill of goods. 35 years ago, I, if you join the military, you're going to have insurance. If you finish, you're going to be covered, you and your family, for your life. Okay, don't have to pay no money. I'm paying $500 or so a year. I'm not complaining. I, I but, was going to say, with TRICARE, now they're making you pay, aren't they? But it's, a lie is just a lie. And, and I'm yep. like, you know, at some point in time, I get tired of being lied to. I just feel, I'm, a, I'm just like said, just a normal guy, normal Joe. I, I don't like, if your words should mean something. If if, if being a politician means I can lie without with impunity, then doggone it all, it's time to stop the mess. Well, and I think that's why probably Donald Trump is the nominee on one side of the party, uh, on, of, of the election cycle, is because people are sick and tired of politicians saying one thing, they get to Washington, and they do a complete, they do a 180, and they do something else. I'm really, yeah. I'm really feeling Smitty right now too, and I, and I think he brings up a great point, which is, you know, where do you go to to address your grievances, so to speak, with a situation like this? You know, he's right. If you're a big business, if you're a big corporation, if you're a big insurance company, you've got the means. You've got you've got a team of lawyers. You've yeah. got a bank load of money, and you can and you can take your grievances to the court system. Smitty's right. What does the individual do? We what, have the what do we process. Do? Yeah. Hey. That's just along for the ride, I guess. All right. Well, thanks a lot, Smitty. And you stay good out there, my friend. Well, appreciate you guys touching the pulse of the people, okay? Thank you so much. Appreciate it. All right. Uh-huh. Um, 
That opens up a line here on America's Healthcare Challenge at 402-342-1290, 800-577-1290. Hey, you know what? If you want to call in and talk about the issues that matter, we're talking about those things today here on, on America's Healthcare Challenge. We're talking about freedom. We're talking about independence from the dependence of government, which a lot of people are dependent on government. They want government handouts. They want this. They want that from the government. They don't want to have to work for it. We're all about free markets here. We're all about free markets. We're all about freedom and independence from the government. We want the ability to redress our grievances of the government. And I'm telling you, I'm sick and tired of things. We got Debbie on line three. You want to talk about Coventry? Go right on ahead. Hi. Um, I had lost my health insurance through my employer, so I called the marketplace begrudgingly and got on with Coventry of Nebraska. Right. And this was last month. Uh, uh, between 30 and 45 days ago. Well, last week I get a notice in the mail where they are um, canceling my policy as of December 31. And I'm wondering, do you know why that they're doing that? Well, a lot of the problems with some of these insurance companies on the mark in the marketplace has to do with losing money, and they realize that it's not beneficial for them to stay in the marketplace, stay in that exchange, the Affordable Care Act marketplace. And so Coventry is just one of the companies that has announced that they were dropping out of the exchange marketplace. And Interesting. And, so what happens to us after that? Well, the open season will come back around in October, and you'll have to find a new insurance company uh, to take your ins- to, 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 to purchase insurance from. Um, and at the same time, your choices are going to be limited in the state of Nebraska because there's only a couple remaining companies who sell insurance in Nebraska and, you know, whether it's Coventry dropping out, co-opportunity having gone broke, the co-op that was created by the Affordable Care Act in Iowa and Nebraska, now we're left with only a couple choices on the individual marketplace. Uh, for insurance. There's also Christian uh, uh, insurance sharing sites popping up all over the place where you share uh, insurance costs with uh, those who are in the marketplace. You know, there's self-insurance. Edie Bellis, our parent company here at America's Healthcare Challenge, they can help people find insurance. Oh, can you? Yeah, edbellisinc.com. We can assist in those things. Okay. So okay. if you go to our website well, and fill out the information, one of our agents, probably Sean McGuire, who's usually the host here, will get in touch with you and we'll figure things out for you. Well, I am self-employed. Right. And I was working at the biggest uh, corporation in the world, or in the United States, so well, you know who that is. Right. Um, and uh, I'm self-employed. I have my own business. And so... Um, rather than to do anything else right now, I just hopped on and got on the marketplace. But at some point, I'm going to have to do some shopping around. Right, because so it, the other thing, too, Debbie, is 
If you don't have insurance, you get penalized. 695 or 2.5% of your income. I'm not going to pay Obama anything more than I have to. Trust me. All right. Well, my producers tell us we have to go to a break. Thank you for a call, Debbie. Uh, it's very important that we have good callers. I also want to say God bless you, Debbie. That, yeah. was a, that was a great call. We've had two great calls so far today. Debbie was awesome. Yeah. And Debbie, I would also like to echo the fact that Edie Bellis is somebody you should call immediately, especially if you're if you're self-employed. Yes. Especially. And, and like I said, EdieBellisInc.com. We if listen to our SoundCloud page at soundcloud.com slash America's Healthcare Challenge. Go to our Facebook page, facebook.com slash America's Healthcare Challenge. We have over 500, probably now 600 segments where we're talking about things. We've been on the air for now, I think, four, maybe five years. And we've been right almost 100% of the time on all of these predictions that we've been making with the Affordable Care Act. And there's a whole lot more that we're going to be predicting here come the next year or so, because there's a lot of things coming up. We're going to go to break here at this point. When we come back, Sean McGuire is going to jump on with us, and he's going to talk about risk corridor payments. He's going to talk about the lawsuits. He's going to talk about all kinds of different things that he sees going on in the marketplace. It's July 4th, Independence Day. We're going to. It's raining outside today, but tomorrow is going to be really nice. Hopefully on the 4th it's going to be great. Um, I want you to be safe. I want you to enjoy family, enjoy good food. I'm a foodie. I, <laughs> I love my food. And if you want to jump in the conversation, 402-342-1290, 800-577-1290. And we'll be back on America's Healthcare Challenge right after this. Thank my lucky stars to be living here today. Cause the flag still stands for freedom And they can't take that away And I'm proud to be an American Where at least I know I'm free And I won't forget the men who died Who gave that right to me And I gladly stand up next to you And defend her still today there ain't no doubt I love this land God bless the USA 